Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message. Good morning, and we'd like to heartily welcome you to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. This is Elder David Wise from Macedonia Church here with you on the program this morning, and we have the privilege of sharing time on the program with Elder Joe Nettles and Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, and we're thankful for our radio partners and the opportunity to be able to broadcast on the radio stations as well as on uh, the internet and podcast platforms, and we're very thankful for you for listening. If you would like we would certainly be encouraged if you would contact us. You can go to our website, gospel-of-grace.com, and you can email us, gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We'd love to know that you're out there and know through what platform you listen, and we'd love to correspond with you, answer any questions, or if we could help you in any way. If you happen to be in North Mississippi, particularly in the Golden Triangle area, we'd invite you to come see us at Macedonia Church in Ackerman, Mississippi, and Sulphur Springs Church in Caledonia, Mississippi. We both meet for worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. And then also we have a Wednesday night service in Starkville, Mississippi at the New Covenant Church building at 200 West Garrett Road at 6 p.m. every Wednesday night. So we would love to meet you. We'd love to correspond with you. And more than that, we would love for you to come out and worship with us. So uh, we hope that you might be able to do that. We've been making our way during my current messages on the radio program, making our way through the will of God. And we'd like to continue that this morning. And we hope these messages have been encouraging for you and we can have greater understanding and discernment to follow God's will in our life. So we hope you'll stay tuned with us and we will bring that message for you right after the song. Amen. 
Happy Lord's Day. We sure are thankful that you've tuned in with us here on the Gospel of Grace, and we are thankful that you've stayed with us so far. As we've been trying during my weeks on the radio program, we've been spending time together for quite a few months now trying to examine the Word of God regarding the topic of the will of God. And this morning, it will be our last message in that series, and we'd like to try to give you a little bit of an overview, a little bit of a conclusion. And it's always difficult. Obviously, we've spent multiple hours cumulatively together examining this, so it's, it's very difficult to many times summarize these type of series. But I did want to leave you with some concluding thoughts for how do we walk in accordance with God's will? You know, we've tried to consider for you the different aspects of God's will. We have God's eternal will, his sovereign will that absolutely cannot be overruled. God is sovereign and he desired to save a people before the foundation of the world and none can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? So there is no ability for God's sovereign will to ever be overruled. But then you have God's commanded will, his preceptive will, the commands from the word of God that he's given us and God has made a people in his image. He's given us a will and his desire is for us to voluntarily submit our will to his will. That's God's ordained purpose. So we have God's sovereign will, his commanded will, his preceptive will. But what we really tried to focus on was God's providential will. Now, if you remember his commanded will in the word of God sets the boundaries of the fence, so to say. It's directly contradicted to the word of God to marry an unbeliever. But outside of that direct command within the realm of believers, who do I marry? Right, And that's the providential pathway that's unique to you that takes a lot of discerning to figure out who to marry. We've talked about marriage. We talked about jobs. We talked about housing. We talked about all these vitally important major decisions. And many of them are not directly in contradiction to the Word of God. So if they're not directly in contradiction to the Word of God, what's the right decision for me? How do I live my most abundant life? And I sure don't want you to squander your most abundant life, okay? Now, even if you do squander your most abundant life, we think about, unfortunately, examples all throughout the Word of God of people who squandered their most abundant life. We think about Solomon, who was so wise, and by the end of his life, he was apostate because he didn't follow his own advice to forsake the strange woman who led him into idolatry, and he was apostate by the end of his life. We think about Lot, who vexed his righteous soul daily because he was concerned about the power and the prominence and the financial prosperity in Sodom instead of spending time with Abraham, the friend of God. We think about Samson, who had such great ability, but he squandered much of that abundant life because of his own lust, because of his own pride, because of his own desire for power and sin. We think about King Saul, who started out when he was little in his own sight. The Lord exalted him, but then he was very sinful in the latter days of his life. He desired the Lord's guidance, and the Lord had totally removed the providential leadership of the Spirit when he was discerning what to do in a specific warfare at the end of his life. So think about all those examples from the Word of God, and I, unfortunately, I would say I can see many people in my own life that I believe have squandered their most abundant life. You know, it was not God's good, acceptable, and perfect will for men to commit adultery and destroy their marriage. It was not God's good, acceptable, and perfect will for men to steal from their company and lose their job and to shipwreck their career, right? Those aren't in accordance with God's will. 
God has made us in his image and he commands us to be obedient. And if we are not obedient and we're tempted and we're enticed by the things of this world, we can squander our most abundant life. And as we considered for you, much of our life of discipleship is not right and wrong. It's good, better, and best. It's the most abundant life. And I sure don't want you to squander your most abundant life by venturing outside the fence of God's word and God's commanded will. Okay? So within that fence, what's God's providential will for my life? Well, how do I discern that? How do I determine what God's will is for my life? Well, first of all, you need to pray. And that sounds simple, but it's really the most important thing to pray, to spend time in your prayer closet and quiet. And also not just to pray, but to listen. Listen to what the Lord has to say. Don't spend all your time talking in prayer. Listen to what the Lord has to say. Rely upon the pastors that God has put in your life. Pray for the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And if you pray for the leadership of the Holy Spirit, many times the Lord will burden a specific pastor to preach a specific message at a specific time that will give you clarity and wisdom and vision into what you've been praying about. So prayer, reading God's word, private, closet time with the Lord, making sure you're attending public worship to allow the spirit to move in the preaching of his word. And then also, it's vitally important that you have a multitude of counselors, that you have people that are steeped in God's word, that know God's word, and that can counsel you if you're erring from the leadership of the scriptures. And then we all need wisdom. We all need wisdom. But the Bible does not have the ability to list out every single scenario as an if-then formula that if this happens, then you do this. No, there are many different situations and many different varying responses that we have to those situations, depending on the facts and the circumstances. You know, I think very often about in the Proverbs where it says, answer a fool according to his folly. And then right after that, it says, answer not a fool according to his folly. Those are two directly contradictory statements in consecutive verses. Well, which one's right? Well, both of them are, right? And it takes wisdom to know what's the time that this person needs to be publicly rebuked and I need to say something. And what's the time I just need to hold my tongue and let the Lord handle the situation. That takes wisdom. That takes wisdom. And wisdom doesn't come overnight. But also, don't forget, God's promised you, if you desire wisdom and you ask him for it, he'll give it to you. You know, think about Solomon. Solomon was offered anything. What do you want? I'll give you one wish. And he didn't ask for long life. He didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for power over his enemies. He asked for wisdom. He asked for wisdom. And you know what the Lord gave him? The greatest measure of wisdom that any human ever had on the face of the earth, okay? Solomon asked for wisdom, and the Lord gave him so much that the world was astounded at the wisdom of Solomon. But also, Solomon is such a, a cautionary tale, isn't he? Because he had this amazing wisdom, but you want to know what he did? He squandered it. He squandered it because there came a time where he didn't heed his own wisdom. He was enticed by those strange women. He fell into idolatry and apostasy. So pray for wisdom. God will give you wisdom. And it's so important for you to pray, for you to spend time in quiet, because the Lord does not speak to us with loud speakerphones. <laughs> How does the Lord speak to us? He speaks to us in a still, small voice. He guides us in 
the way, the way of faith, the way of prayer, the way of enthusiasm, the way of providence. Boy, it's just amazing to see the movement of providence in our life. When we look back and we say, at this circumstance in my life, I could have went this way, I could have went this way. I thought I was supposed to take door A, but it turns out that that door got slammed in my face and then I turned out I, I went in door B and I wasn't really sure about it. But then I can look back and say, wow, what a blessing that God slammed door A in my face that I thought was the best thing for me. What a blessing the door B that didn't look that great at the moment. I've seen how that's been the right situation at the right time. You know, so much is about timing. It's not always about the outcome. It's about the right place at the right time. And maybe you're supposed to be somewhere five years from now, but maybe there's a lot of, of ministering that you need to do and be be there for people or build relationships. Who knows how dynamic the Lord's will may be that it's vitally important for you to be where you're at right now. And you know what? You may are supposed to be somewhere else five years from now, but right now there are people that you need to minister to in this exact situation of life. And don't be discontent because you're not where you think you ought to be or where you think you will be. Don't let the trap of discontentment steal your joy and peace in Jesus Christ, okay? God guides with a still, small voice. He guides us in the way, the straight gate and the narrow way. And we have to be in quiet to listen to what the Lord has to say in our life. We have to be willing to wait. We have to be willing to wait on the Lord. The leadership of Israel was that if the cloud remained, it didn't matter how long it remained, they did not move unless that cloud moved. But as soon as that cloud moved, they got up and they, they left, period. And you know what? Jesus told the apostles there, Acts chapter 1, he's about to go up to, into heaven. And he said, listen, guys, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons. It's not for you to know. It's none of your business. You want to know who the times and the seasons are controlled by? God. It's not for you to know the times and the seasons. You just do what you're called to do. And what were they called to do, by the way, during that 10-day period between the 40 days after the resurrection and then Pentecost, it's on the 50th day. What did they have to do for 10 days? He told them to wait. Wait. To wait on the Lord. And waiting can be difficult. Waiting can be so difficult, can it? But God promised us that they that wait upon the Lord, they're going to renew their strength. They're not going to weary. They're not going to faint. They're going to be renewed and strengthened. Why? Because they're waiting on the Lord. It's vitally important for us to have patience, wisdom, and courage. We've talked about those. Patience to wait patiently on the Lord. Wisdom to discern that the moment has come. And then after I have discerned that this door has been opened, Many times it's not always easy because many times it's going to be contradictory to my own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, but lean not to your own understanding. Maybe God opens the door, but it doesn't make sense to me. God opens the door, but it's contrary to my own understanding. Well, it takes courage to walk through that door, doesn't it? It takes courage. And I pray that God would guide you in his providential will. And I'll just say from my life, we've told you Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his steps. We have our own intentions. We have our own devices. We have our own purposes. But God overrules us and puts us in the right positions at the right time. Something that really comes to mind in my own life 
is that I went to uh, Mississippi State. Uh, very ironic, I grew up an Ole Miss fan. <laughs> and Mississippi State is a great rival of, of Ole Miss. And I never thought I'd, I'd go to Mississippi State, but I went to a community college for two years. And I really just didn't want to move back home. I really didn't want to just live with my parents and go to school there. So I came down to State. And I wasn't very spiritual in that decision. I made it kind of on selfish reasons. And I enjoyed my time at Mississippi State. And lo and behold, fast forward, I didn't get opportunities in larger cities. I only had a few job offers. Didn't didn't have a job offer until just a few weeks before I was graduating with my master's. And I could either move to the big city or I could go back home with a small accounting firm there. And I felt like it was right for me to go back home. Well, little did I know that that's when I was going to, a few years later, start speaking, start preaching. And then fast forward, I begin speaking and there's much, much that could be said about each of these various stages. But then when I began speaking, the church that I attended when I was going to Mississippi State, Macedonia Church that's in Ackerman, they had their pastor resign and they were without a pastor. I began speaking for them, felt burden that's where the Lord would have me to be. I felt that burden a good while before I was ordained and they called me not long after I was. And I accepted at Macedonia in July of 2015. And now here we are in 2024 and I'm serving at Macedonia. But what I can see though, what I can see is that the Lord was guiding me even when I didn't realize it. And he was guiding me down to Mississippi State. He was guiding me to establish my ministry, not just at Macedonia Church, but for Starkville. We have our meeting on Wednesday night that we allow an opportunity for worship for students in Mississippi State. That's not something that I had when I was in school. And I felt very burdened about that. And we've been able to provide some infrastructure for students in Mississippi State. And that's been a real blessing to me. But that's one of the main circumstances in my life that I can see that I made the decision to go to Mississippi State and to Starkville for the entirely wrong reasons as I was reasoning it in my head. But you want to know what the Lord was doing? He was pouring the foundation. He was planting the seeds for me to come back five or six years later and to serve in this community in the ministerial role that he has called me to. And I didn't know that at the moment. I didn't know that at the moment, but I can look back and say, oh, wow, that's what the Lord was doing even when I didn't know it. I devised my own way, but the Lord was directing my steps the whole time. I can see that in my career. At each job change, at each decision point, I can see how the Lord opened the right door at the right time, and the Lord deals with us individually. He knows that I'm not the person. If you give me five different options, boy, there's an 80% chance that I'm going to pick the wrong one, right? So what does the Lord do? Boy, he makes things easy for me. <laughs> the Lord is my heavenly father. He knows me. He knows me really, really well. And he, he says, if I give David too many options, he's going to mess up. So God makes it easy in career decisions, in pastoral decisions. And I can see how the Lord guided in this job. And I was ready to leave this job, but I had to stay for two more years. And those two years of experience is what got me the job that I ended up getting. And then that experience that I had, even from my first job, after I had another career change, that's what put me in a position to have the job that I have now, and I can go on and on and on and on. And that is God's providence in my ministry, God's providence in my career, 
And then God's amazing providence in my marriage, my my dear sweet wife, that I, if it was up to me, I would have been married earlier. But I'll tell you, I would have been like Peter and I would have been like Moses. I was much too immature, even though I didn't think that I was. And it took me having a lot of maturing to be in a position to be any degree of a decent husband. And the Lord allowed me, he cleared my slate for about five years for me to focus primarily on the ministry because he knew how green I was in the ministry. He allowed me to pour that foundation of the ministry and Bible study. And after I got that settled, after I poured that foundation, then the Lord knew that, okay, now we can begin the next phase. And I would not have been anywhere near the degree of scriptural knowledge that I have now if I had a different job when I began, if I was married with kids when the Lord called me to preach. The Lord knows all of that, and he lined it up perfectly for me. But boy, I had to wait. I had to wait a long time to be married. We had to wait a long time to have our dear son. I had to wait quite longer than I would have preferred in multiple different job changes. But I can look back at all of that and say, wow, (laughs) look at the inner working of the Lord in every single one of those And I'll just give you one more to conclude. I really don't like talking about personal experiences in my preaching. But in the fall of 2020, through the sinful actions of certain people in management at my old job, I was going to be looking for a new job and had no idea what was going to happen. And the Lord also lined it up to where when all that fell out at work, I was able to leave work. And we already had a beach trip planned for that exact weekend. (laughs) So we went down to the beach, not knowing what what the Lord had in the store. And it was a great, blessed time for me to meditate and think on some things. But I distinctly remember the evening before we left, my family and the people that were there with us, we were sitting there in this beautiful sunset there on the beach, not knowing how the Lord was going to ultimately work. And we sang there on the beach, God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. And we were really thinking about this because we were on the beach, but he plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. And essentially what happened is that the Lord opened a door in a very providential way. And essentially the Lord opened a door in a very providential way. And boy, it is not a door that I would have expected. (laughs) I would have never picked that job. But the Lord used a few different people in that circumstance to open the right door at the right time. That was the right job for me at that time. Now, is it the right job for me for the next 20 years? I don't know. But it was absolutely a thousand percent the right job for me at that time. But I just think about as we were sitting there on the beach, not knowing what was going to ultimately happen a month from now. And we sang, God moves in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. The clouds you so much dread are filled with mercy and will break in blessings on your head. The bud may have a bitter taste, but sweet will be the flower. And then the last last verse of that song, blind unbelief is sure to err and scan his works in vain. But you know what? God is his own interpreter and he will make it plain. And I just look back on that and I look back on what ended up transpiring and the Lord opened a door that I never saw coming, but it was the right door at the right time 
And God is just so good. Let me just brag on the Lord for a minute. God is just so good. And if you trust him, he will direct your path. And boy, even if you're not trusting him exactly like you ought to, he's such a loving heavenly father, he's still going to direct your path. And I've seen both both sides of the spectrum. I've seen it where he was guiding me when my head wasn't in it, when I wasn't praying sincerely, nevertheless not my will, but thine be done. He guided me then. And he also guided me when I was in a severe employment situation. And he opened a, a mighty and an effectual door. God will direct your steps, child of God, because he is our loving Heavenly Father. We hope these thoughts have been encouraging for you. If that's the case, we give God all the glory for it. And don't ever doubt, don't ever doubt that God's will is good, it is acceptable, and it is perfect. God's timing is always perfect. His way is better than your way. His will is better than your will. And his timing is better than your timing. May God bless us to walk in accordance with his will, and serve our great Lord and glorify his holy name. May God bless you. And it's been our privilege to discuss these topics with you, and we hope that you will tune in with us in future programs as well. We love you all in Jesus Christ. May God bless you. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under Podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Baptist radio broadcast. If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caldonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 and tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray that God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord.